Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. Glad you're back. Glad you're here for the first time, whatever it may be. We are doing this thing every single week, two times a week. Been that way for seven years now. We've been putting a show out. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, podcasting apps, uh, Google Play. Get it in there. Tell your friends. And uh, please uh, review, rate and review, do the stars, let people know. We're still trying to spread this mess across the U.S. We got a big show in New York City coming up March 30th at Littlefield. You can go to littlefieldnyc.com to get tickets. Get them now. We want to sell this show out so we can get a second show. So please buy the tickets today. Littlefieldnyc.com is the place for that. We are going to be in New Orleans on April 7th at the Circle Bar. No pre-sale tickets will be available for that one, I don't think. Um, it's going to be a little bit more low-key. We will probably have some uh, special guests, I'm thinking, uh, quite possibly. But you never know. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. Street Fight Radio is the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for a while now and uh, are going to continue on this mission. I hope you're down with it or you're ready to get down with it. Because uh, we're trying to change everything, including the shape of the earth. Maybe. I mean, we don't really need to change the shape of the earth. I guess we could if we wanted to. If we have to. To, <laughs> to achieve our egalitarian dreams, we have to change the shape of the earth. I don't want people to get scared if, like, we take over or anything that we're going to use missiles to kind of try to flatten this thing out. Or oh, anything. okay. <laughs> Blow the bottom half off. Yeah, or the mountains. Just knock the mountains down a little bit. You know no, I mean? would never. We would never do that. They're already doing that, aren't they? Isn't yeah, I mean, that like that's... like a thing? Yeah, I think that's what's gotten us into some trouble so far. Earthquakes, basically, is what we're trying to say. What, what we understand of fracking is we know that there's fracking, right? That's one thing where they just smash the ground, right? I, would that be an accurate <laughs> no. portrayal of what they do? Nope. Okay. So we know there's fracking where they just smash the ground. As far as I know, I don't know they what take, the rest is. Yeah, they take like a big drinking straw that's actually a drill, and they suck up all the uh, oil from underneath the ground, and then fill it full of, I don't know what what it goes back in, some sort of filler. Okay, so then there's that, and then we know that in West Virginia, these fucking lazy-ass capitalists will just blow the top of a mountain so that they can strip mine it. Right. That's also bad. We're against that, too. Those are two that we're not for altering the earth in those ways. We're not into earth mods. Is that what they would be called? Yeah, yeah. I like it how it is. How bullshit is it? Like, I know that... I had this conversation with Sam Knight last night. Maybe... I w- I'd like to have it with you too because uh, I-, I just think it's an interesting thing to think about. So we were talking about payday advances. Uh, some of the people for the Consumer Protections Board kind of relaxed or decided not to regulate or did- decided not to press charges on some payday loan places. Okay. All right. And we got did to they talk- get caught doing something? Yeah, yeah. Every time somebody investigates payday loan places, they generally catch them doing something. Right. I, I mean, I mean, they're like the Sam called them one step removed from the mafia. 
I'm just I just think they're like the pacifist mafia. They're not like they're not fit. They won't break your fucking hands, but they'll do everything else they can, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but they can't do anything, really. No, not really. I mean, they can just make you look bad. They just yeah, they'll just tell the credit you're bad. But then 10 years later, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, that, I think you can get thrown in jail, though, for bouncing a check. Does that sound right to you? My mom actually had to spend a few hours in a jail for a bad... She got pulled over and she had something for bad checks. I had to go pick up a 65-year-old woman out of jail. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, that depends on the amount that you write for. And I also have been subpoenaed for a bad check that I wrote to a grocery store. Yeah, and you're right. Like, if you're writing a check for a payday advance, I kind of told them my situation right where i was i was making about 800 dollars every two weeks i was writing for 500 dollars. so what would happen is i'd get paid i'd pay the 575 i would have what was left over after 575 and i would go through the weekend with that and then on monday after work i would go to the payday advance and write for 500 dollars. and that was my exact money situation i mean I, I guess i can't get down to the sense but that for people that have never done payday advances that's how you get caught in that cycle you know like that's what it is <laughs> and uh, yeah that was my life too so we started to talk about it and we started to talk about the like the people that own the payday advance places and a lot of times when they release press releases they'll say things like well we're an we're a service for poor people right where they're like, you know, nobody else is going to get these people money and they need the money. Right. And like, I'm just, I wonder if it is, I'm, they might not be as cynical as that is a lie. Do you think that's a lie? Does that sound like a lie to you that like, they're just saying that like, that they, I feel like they have to tell themselves that that's what they're doing so that they can do it. If that makes sense. What I'm asking you, what do you think like about the people that that like, I mean, we've talked about uh, it before. I if mean, you took away payday advances tomorrow, people would be fucked. Yeah, I know, and that's what I mean. And, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to come out on the. I don't care why I come out. Really, I guess if I had to lend a stranger money, I'd take fifteen bucks on a hundred. <laughs> I'd take fifteen every hundred, like because I have no idea what you're gonna do with this, or if and I and the risk of losing it. You know, it's such a small amount of money. That you end up, how much do you end up paying? Try to get it back, you know. Yeah, it's just the thing for me is like, not, I guess not making because the way that they make you pay them back, and and a lot of times these are regulations too. But the way that they make you pay pay them back is what kills you, right? Is that that money's due in two weeks and you can't extend that, and. Well, so they, it takes a huge chunk. So like they used if, to, but you know what? Then they made it more streamlined though. They used to let, just let you pay the overage and let it ride. But in Ohio, actually, they used to, I used to remember used to just write for, I used to just go give them $75 to have another two weeks. We didn't have to go through like the whole process of being like, Oh, I'm paying off my loan today. It's like, yeah, right. You know, I'm going to be back here tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in Ohio, they made it. So you're not allowed to write for the same day that you pay one off. Oh, I know. I remember when they did that. And that like, cause so they did regulate it and these companies figure out ways around it anyway. And I just, I think like, God, there are better ways to do it. And I think they do it in a way that intentionally puts you in a cycle because that's what they really are. 
you know that they that they really are there to get you in a cycle. I don't think that they're for the record. Don't know that they're there to help people. Their goal is to get you in a cycle and to get you doing all of your banking there and charging you a lot more than a regular bank will. Yeah. Well, I That's mean, where the post office bank comes in. That's where you start talking about nationalizing banks and you're like, oh, that makes a little more sense now. Well, I mean, they become a place where, you know, people get pushed to the margins where you don't have bank accounts or you don't have access to debit cards and things like that. And you get forced into that system. And that's the solution that we have. I don't know if it's cynical. I just think it's what works on paper. I think it's just a it's a necessity. Uh, and you are right. It could be modified. I always thought that. I used to always be like, could they? Could I get like a punch card at this place? Because like I've done twenty four of these motherfucking paydays in a row. Could you just if you gave me one free one, I'd never fucking come back. I'd never fucking come back if you would just say like. All right, you're done. You know, we've made $2,000 off of your $500 and we're done. Just you need to just do, find something better to do with your time, you know, to pick up a hobby now instead of coming here every Friday. God, every that other Friday. Is, I mean, that is a you just came up with the Listen, that is a a capitalist 13th one is right? free. <laughs> that is like a fix that Okay, we like understand that we know that we need to get rid of these things, but that really is like a very practical fix where it's like, listen, you've made the money off of the original loan four times. I'm not, pay I don't have to pay this one. This right. is free money for me now. And then if you end up back there in a few months, you end up back there in a few months. But, uh, you know, my my five years wasn't five whole years. My five years of doing it five to 10 years. I don't, I can't like give you an exact amount. I started in like before nine 11. I know yeah. that. And I don't remember the last one I wrote uh, was probably 2004, 2005. So it was about five years I was doing it. And like, I didn't, I would at the beginning of every year, pay the whole thing off with my tax return and still have a little bit of money left over. And that was kind of how, I would pay it off. And then by May, I'm back at the check smart because I wasn't making enough money to yeah. pay my bills. It's basically the reason. Yeah. And, you know, and really the thing is, is um, it's so tough because I would have been able to, to take them like $60 every two weeks or something and got it paid over a, a, over a few weeks, you know, over eight weeks, you know, you could break it up into eight payments. And I think that would be more affordable. And that would actually be assisting people that you know, need $500 right now. I mm -hmm. just had, I've actually, this has been a, a big, my, our, my life has changed so drastically since street fight has now, um, really solidified itself as a job now <clears throat> in that, you know, I just had to buy brake rotors out of nowhere and it was like $300 out of nowhere. And yeah. that's something that would have sent me right to check smart. Right. I've, I mean, I, I've wrote for the, I had a car that was grinding and squeaking so bad that it was like people wouldn't even ride with me anymore and then I, so i just had to go get a fucking you know a check smart to get it done god we are the same person we had the same like it's so wild how the same i had to get check smarts i fucking had to go get one of those a1 general signature loans one time for a thousand dollars because you can't write for a thousand dollars at check smart only went to five hundred dollars when i was doing 800 near the end 
but uh yeah you know, and it's you know what's weird too is i also um we just paid off my wife's old her check smart she blew off and she was um kind of <laughs> refl- still get money from you <laughs> was yeah she was reflecting on it uh and she said i just i thought i would never pay that off and i was like well i mean we have to take care of this stuff which we can do it now you know and uh so we have to do it to get our to get this shit together so we have you know more options financially yeah. shit well you want to buy a house buy a house yeah <laughs> and so uh and she was like, well, you know what? I'm glad that I created a lot of jobs, though, in the last six years that they've been trying to track me down, you know. But yeah. she got she got screwed by him and she was just like paid so much and then was like, I'm done. She just said, like, I'm fucking done with this and just wrote it off. She didn't really care. She was just like, I'm never going back. And I uh, did one of those things to it. And uh, yeah, it's weird. But I, I, but I tell you what, though, here's the thing, though. I'm going to say this. You. If you fuck up right now, your life is not over. Like I'm in my 30s now and I have a fucking clean slate. I can go do it. I just got a new credit card. I could I get like I'm back on board. They don't as long as it's been long enough, they're like, "Ah, we'll trust you again." I've, I've gone through it almost twice now where it was it, like I fucked up a whole bunch. The only thing it gets me is the student loans got me. Well, and, <laughs> but uh, before that, they always were given. They would always be like, Give me, "Let me get some you can get some more credit. Sure. Take some of this credit. When you know the thing about it too, and this is what I, this is something that I, I know ab- about everybody is that um, most people do want to pay these things back. And you find yourself in a situation where you just have to say, fuck it. And I can't do this. And you have to just say like, I don't care. I can't be, I can't be take care of this at all. And, and you know, they don't offer any solutions. And like, I, they eventually got their money from me. It took a very long time, you know, but like I have, I have made do on, I've uh, made payments on my shit that I owed from years ago. It's just that, like you said, I, I, I needed fucking work clothes and you handed me a credit card and then you wanted me to pay $25 a month on it for three years for work clothes that were fell apart in eight months, you know? Right. <laughs> You're exact. Yes. Yes. I do know. I, they, they, yes. Like I'll pay you for the clothes that I borrowed, but like all this, you're, you're, you're like the fees and the system that they set it up, the way that they calculate it all is to get you. Um, I've got an interesting thing. Can I share with you? Yeah. Someone sent to us. Yeah. This is really funny. Um, I don't know if we could share this or not. I don't <laughs> the name. I don't know the name. But don't share the name. Then. Hey, guys, just wanted to share this petty piece of doo-doo my mom received in the mail from Macy's. My mom is just this dope little old Thai lady who I'm pretty sure has had a Macy's store card for like 25 years. Like, never makes more than four to five charges with it in a year. And as far as I'm aware, has never been one to struggle with bill deadlines. We were both deeply unprepared for just how extra and chintzy this shit is. Anyways, since my mom doesn't give a fuck, she has chosen not to recognize this notice as legitimate and to just ignore her outstanding balance, ready, of one cent. They're, and they're coming after her for it? I'll read the note. To, I'll read the letter. I'd love to hear the letter. I'm right there with her. What do you guys think? Could Macy's have more slimy tricks up their sleeves to keep my mom from getting away? Might she become a debt peon yet in her golden years? Well, Not I, concerned about it, but I'd like to see Ma- Macy's tacky ass try. And then I can read this to you. Okay. Okay. I want to hear this note. Yeah. This I've gotten many of these notes. <laughs> your, your one. Your account is currently past due. 
As of the date of this letter, the balance of your account is one cent and the amount past due is one cent. Unless you dispute the validity of all or part of this debt within 30 days after you receive this notice, we will assume that the debt is valid, which is bullshit. It's a penny. Yeah, you can't say silence means yes. That doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't mean shit. That should be against. Silence should fucking default to no. Yeah, silence means like we don't really know. Motherfucker didn't say anything about it. Silence means you sent me that bill and I ripped it up before I even opened it. Silence means you got to come to my house and say, look, we know you owe this money. Did you borrow the money? One sense. Um. I mean, honestly, the paper, the the postage costs more than the debt that they're looking for. I know. They should all debt under this, the cost of a postage written off immediately. I would send them something that's worth like, like, like I don't even know. Some what coupons? This, just send a penny in the mail. Oh, you know how those coupons will say like cash value one one hundredth of a cent? <laughs> yeah. Send them like a hundred coupons in the mail. Fucking write them a check, dude. Just write them a check. Or pay with a credit card so that it costs them money. Right, seven (laughs) cents. It's even like, I mean, what all they can really do after that, right, is take you to maybe small claims court, but they can't even really do anything about that. And then what are they going to do? Put it on their credit and then somebody will look at it and be like, oh, shit. You know, that doesn't count. What I... Oh, I would charge fucking more. I I would wish it was more <laughs> than one cent. I'm kind of annoyed with Macy's <laughs> right now. They're the worst, too. They'll fucking give anybody a card. They'll, I mean, first of all, not only will they give anybody a card, but they won't even let you check out without offering you one. Oh. Oh yeah, I mean that's all. That's most places. Though. That's the fucking work that I would ra- that here. Would you like reason, to save ten percent today? Yeah, Kohl's fucking that fucking Kohl's. All man. of them. Target. Co- Target doesn't ask. Do they ask you? Yeah. I don't ever remember them at like making me say no. I had a whole tire store experience yesterday, and I'm just. I'm frustrated with all the credit everybody. Did you get the tire credit offer? (laughs) I did. I did that too. I went to tire discounters because I'm cheap. And I thought this place is called tire discounters. Good jingle too. Do they have a good jingle? Tire discounters. (laughs) I don't know if I've heard it, but I thought the name discounters. Yeah. Was a good name. You like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I went there and I was like, I'm, I got to get some four tires on this car. And he went out and looked at it. He looked at my front driver's side tire. And he's like, this tire is 10 years old. <laughs> wow. Like, Sorry, dude. What do you want me to say? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for telling me how old my car is. My tire yeah. is on my 2015 car. So uh, obviously, like, it needs to be replaced. He's like, well, you've been buying used tires, haven't you? <laughs> so he checked all my tires and we went in. He was like, those are some pretty bad tires. Now, let me explain to you a little something about tires. And I did not want to learn about tires, Brett. Like, sometimes you just want to buy something and, like, not learn about it at all. And that was me when it came to tires. I didn't, like, want to know about, like, stopping capabilities or handling. I assume that whatever new tires that I buy 
are going to be better than the 10 year old tire on my car. Sure. <laughs> or the tires that I've had that I've driven 65,000 miles on. Something with some tread on it. Yeah. That's what I was assuming. It didn't matter, right? I, the $40 tires, they don't make those, it turns out. I was hoping they did. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. So he was like, well, that's what I usually pay because I buy them 10 year old tires. Right. I didn't realize used tires were that, like, I used. mean, yeah. Where, where, where they can get them, really? Is used t- I think used tires must be. Because the first thing I noticed when I got into the tire store that really got me was the sign that said, listen, I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing, of course. But it was, hey, check it out. Uh, if you blow one tire, then you should buy all four new tires. You don't want to just put one new tire on. That'll mess with the drivetrain. Right, the like, way that it wears. Yeah, no, that's probably not true. I really. can't imagine. <laughs> and like negli- it'll fuck with the drivetrain a negligible amount. I would imagine. <laughs> People have been doing it for fucking ever, right? But they're just like, look, let's start the pressure here. Right, we get in here. We got a big sign. The first thing they do is they take you in and they point, stand you in front of a sign. That has like the seconds it takes, the quietness, wet stopping, dry stopping, and it gives you a from negative 10 to 10 scale. Okay. Right? Okay. And they explain to you what that scale is. Then they take you to a computer and they're like, what are you looking for in a tire? And I'm like, fucking new tires, man. That's what I'm looking for. So he made me rank four separate things. Like what, what you're looking for? Yes, I was. Did like, you get dude, to kick the tire at all? I, I didn't. I didn't ever get to. I I'll kick it when I leave here. I check those out. I mean, I don't have four things that I'm grading tires on in my own mind. I don't want to fucking think about my car at all. You want to make sure they're rated to over 150 miles an hour. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that, like. I don't want to know. I don't. I just. You just want round want, rubber balls. You remember when when they asked Barbara Bush what she thought about <laughs> kids dying in the Iraq War, and she's like, "I don't bother my beautiful mind with such terrible things." Oh yeah, that's I didn't how I feel that. about my car. <laughs> like, I don't want to bother my beautiful mind with dealing with a with fucking a vehicle. Car. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, they're awful. She really did say that too. <laughs> um, so I was like. I uh I guess what I really want, and this says so much about my personality, is that I want the tires to be quiet. And it's like most people probably say safety, right? Like stopping, right. faster stopping, better sure. traction. Because he asked me like faster stopping, uh, better tread, better wet, and then or better wet, better dry, and then the last one was. <laughs> noise like how loud they are i was like i'd like them to be very quiet so then the first tires he fucking shows me dude first i saw the fucking price was 176 dollars per tire oh that's a lot of tire yeah and he was like that don't i mean look we get you these tires they're really quiet they stop in nine seconds uh we get you these things we'll get you out of here for 760 dollars I was like, and then I started to feel bad because I was just about to tell this guy to that, like, my safety doesn't mean 
that much to me that I would pay that much money. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to drive under the speed limit more if it'll save me 300 or $400. He said, what are you looking to pay? And I said, less than $500? And he got me out of there for 470 which I bet you he could have got me out of there for 350 Really, I should have said under $400. Yeah. He wouldn't have told me to leave. He would have no, he wouldn't. Me up at the very well, least, yeah, you know, yeah, but Maybe you would have found out. You could have found like, the bottom. Yeah, I could have found the bottom. Instead, I went, I went with the four hundred and sixty dollars tires. I got them. They're fine. My car is driving a lot better, and I can't imagine that I would notice any difference. Are with they the loud? Seven hundred dollars? No, I don't think so. They don't seem to make any crazy uh, hey, noises big, to me. When you get those cheap, big plastic squeaking ass tires, I right? <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird there were also two guys that were two 75 year old men talking about donald trump oh fun the reason i know they were 75 because they told each other their ages while they were talking they were both the same age they were roughly oh, okay. I, I don't one guy fought in vietnam and the other one knew guys that fought in vietnam oh yeah that's good <laughs> man what a weird conversation that was man really real glimpsed into the eyes of the uh of the Trump voter, I'll tell you that. I imagine that's what's going on in every tire store at any given time. Two, two old 75-year-old guys are talking about how they voted for Trump because he's not like the Democrats or the Republicans. I went to, uh, when I got my four tires changed, I watched Jerry Springer. That sounds like a, they didn't have a TV in the place. Oh, tire discounters. no. They, you know, they, they're discounting. They can't have a TV in there. Sure, sure. <laughs> they don't got TV in the store. You put, they also like, but I did, the guy did make a big show. Somebody asked them to make coffee there so he could drink some coffee. And the guy made a big show of using bottled water instead of faucet water for the coffee. <laughs> and I was like, that's. Okay, I'm mean, really. I guess we're styling and profiling in here. Yeah, this is uh, filtered. This well, he's like they tell us to save money here, but I, I really think it's important to have tap water or not to not use tap water in our coffee. Wow, <laughs> that's the kind of quality you can expect from tire discounters. <laughs> I want you to see me standing over by a sink like some ham and egger over there. <laughs> we're drinking bottled water coffee that got here the, the i can guarantee you the coffee is the same comes from the company that brings the toilet supplies yeah it's uline coffee uh, so i got some stories um actually like some of these i'm not gonna really read the the first one was uh, a story from the nation i'm just gonna do kind of the headline so we can talk about it but it's something i i, I maybe haven't thought about enough that I was kind of interested in how you, I, you, I think liked the article and I'm interested in what you were thinking about it, but I'm going to read just the uh, headline postal service workers are shouldering the burden for Amazon. Uh, did you see that story? It's by I, Jake Brittle. It's on, on the nation. It, I, I'm fucking, I never thought of that, but dude, that has to be brutal now that I'm thinking about it. Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking about people that are getting like tape measures sent in 12 by 8 by 3 boxes, you know. Right. And they're toothbrushes and like uh, packets of fucking fast rise yeast, you know, like just everything individually boxed, all the orders coming from different places and, you know, not being bundled and together. They're 
I mean, you know, that goes well with the story from last week that they didn't pay any federal tax. Sure. Either. They're an actual parasite. They are a parasite on everybody. Yeah. And then, yeah. And they, they, uh, just keep getting bigger and bigger and they just keep swallowing up more things and they're just a part of everything now. But yeah. just, just, I don't know how it works. It's not, it's just, it doesn't seem like it's going to, it makes sense to keep doing it, you know? Yeah. Toys R Us is going out of business. I, I mean, heard that. Amazon gave them a good killing. That sucks. Yeah. Toys R Us is magic. I went there. Yeah, it's kind of gross. I mean, when you really go in there, it's magic when you're a kid. When you're an adult, you go in there and like, man, they did not put a lot of work into this place. They just threw a bunch of toys in here. I don't give a shit about what it looks like on the inside. (laughs) The amount of toys that are in that fucking place is the only thing that matters to me. I just love scanning all the goddamn toys that are out. Yeah. Every day, we will read some of the story because I'm actually, this is something I'm kind of, postal workers are maligned. By the right, the postal service is kind of. I feel like people on the right really get angry about. I know. Yeah, they think it's like a failed institution. They did all that bullshit where they, George Bush, um, fucked them over by with the pensions and and forcing them to put all their money up front and screwed all the costs. And they they think it's like uh, it's a drain on the economy or the drain on America or some shit. Right. Yeah. That, that was a whole, I mean, I, I, when I worked at the camera store, they hated the post office. They would get so fucking mad at the post office. I was like, you ain't fucking paying the post office. Nothing. Those stamps, that shipping. What, how much do you think that costs dude to get all, I know that you think it's the shipping's expensive, but this, they're taking all of these things and taking them to different places all over the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> they take, they're going to transport this item from here to someone's goddamn doorstep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, usually in like a week, like a week is like a lot. They'll, they'll be like, oh, I fucking, it's going to take a whole goddamn week to get it here. It's like, dude, that was, that fucking thing was in China like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a miracle, buddy. I mean, I get frustrated with it, too, but never do I think, like, it's the Postal Service's fault. I assume that they're completely understaffed. Yeah, I mean, this is, um, this is really, I, I didn't even think about the way that it affects it, that uh, all of this is, all of these conveniences, all of this Amazon Prime you know, they take your $80 for the year and then the post office gets all the stuff to you and they have to deal with all of it. And they didn't, you know, they probably get even special rates at this point. I'm sure. Oh, sure. I'm fucking sure. Around one third of the packages Amanda handles are shipped by Amazon. As the Seattle-based tech giant commands an ever greater share share of the retail market, the number of packages handled by the USPS keeps increasing. But employees say Postal Service Management hasn't responded to the surge in heavy items by investing in staffing or infrastructure. Instead, its leadership has cut costs and resorted to what union leaders call management by stress. I think we've all been in that situation too where where things go up and they don't want to hire more people they don't want to give you more tools to do your jobs so right they, yeah yeah or they say like uh you know well we got to do x amount of pieces today you know this is the new metric this in this like well there's a lot more packages coming there's a lot more boxes that i'm handling i'm having to 
carry someone got a fucking uh kettlebell someone on slick deals found 45 pound kettlebells that were marked incorrectly with a coupon code and they got sent all across the country for 12.49 a piece <laughs> <laughs> and now the fucking megan the mailman mailwoman is running around care you know delivering these fucking things i don't even think about like people ordering that kind of, like <laughs> i as soon as you said that i was like motherfuckers will order a 70 inch tv off of amazon i drunk amazon and got a uh, a mini kegerator last night it's 85 pounds but it's free prime shipping cost nothing to ship somehow it costs nothing to get a refrigerator to me yeah this whole weight bitch on Brad's deals yesterday for $25, and I just couldn't pass it up. Meanwhile, somebody has to carry that a million times before it gets to you. Amazon was able to make a deal to ship its packages through USPS at cut rate prices because the company preemptively sorts and labels packages by postal route. But transporting and distributing these packages still take clerks that much longer than sorting letters which can be fed through a machine that is another thing they have to scan those fucking things and right. move them somewhere they could just, i i totally believe everyone in the office is overwhelmed by it but the only way management's going to respond is if you file an incident report people are just so busy that they'll say it'll be fine tomorrow it's not i mean god that yep. makes a lot of sense and they're not again they're not paying taxes either. They're not paying for the post office. They don't even fucking pay for the post office, Brett. No, they I pay more for the post office than Amazon pays for the post office. But I don't know, man. That's uh that's the future. That's where we're at. I mean, I nobody's slowing down on it. I know. They need I mean it's like, I mean, I eventually see Amazon taking over the post office. I, I don't think there's any way around them somehow privatizing the post office. Well, they just buy like a portion of it. Well, they'll just, I, I mean. The build, I, I, like they'll get a section of the building to do the, all, like one third of it will be Amazon's. I mean, it'll be either that or they'll pro, they'll put it up for bid and they'll say Amazon's got the best infrastructure or they'll give it a different name but Jeff Bezos will be running it now like he runs Whole Foods yeah. they'll be doing walks through there we gotta do I don't know we have to get a distribution of goods that doesn't individually wrap everything with like bubble bubble uh, wrapping everything and all of that you know and I don't it, it could come to like one place and we could go pick it up, I would think. But folks just really do not want to go outside. I know they don't want to go to the store. Well, and, you know, I hate it because I hear and I'm going to say it again. I the store is too fucking expensive. The tour. It's stupid for me. Why would I go and buy buy some of this shit for nine dollars more just because I can go to the store near me and get it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess I would like. To, I guess I would like to to be able to afford it, but th we just aren't. It's just so cutthroat, and we're so um, like you said, we we have no regulations when it comes to Amazon controlling a huge sector of of the economy and our our uh, shipping system. But then, you know, when it comes to other shit, they, they take plenty of taxes from us, you know. Yep, well, they get, I, I don't know how much they take from us, but they, they sure as hell get 
I mean, they get something yeah. from us. You know? <laughs> they and any amount that they get, if these if this company isn't paying any taxes, is too much. This company should be paying. I mean, the only thing that scares me again is if we were like they need to start paying for extra postal workers, then all of a sudden it's independent contractors and people that work for Amazon, and now Amazon is the post office. Yeah, they'll just. I mean, they're gonna have people. Just filling their trunk full of packages and driving around and dropping them off. Oh, God. Don't fucking. That is probably is something that could happen. I got a small business tyrant story that I read off of Twitter this week that I'd like to get in on the show. Somebody hipped me to it. This guy didn't even follow. Oh, I guess he does follow me. Um, it's uh, net zero L two five or. Yeah, net zero l253 and uh, i want to read this thing to you i you probably read it but i'd like to we got to let the listeners know what's going on okay at my wife's job her boss sits in her back office all day watching my wife's department on security company cameras my wife works for an orthodontist office where she is in charge of the customer relations they just recently took all the chairs away to force them to stand they left one for them to share and can only sit on their breaks they're so busy that they never get a chance to have a break they refuse to hire more people to help them out the owners have fired people for not wearing makeup and not having the right kind of clothes they've created an environment where snitching is seen as good and is rewarded they force their employees to park near a bank of dumpsters. A large number of rats feed there. The rats have started taking up residence in the cars of their employees, chewing through wires and causing thousands of dollars in damages. The owners refuse to relocate their parking and refuse to help pay the cost of the damages. I could go on and on about this company and the bullshit they p- pull. I feel so bad for my wife. She comes home crying at least a few times a week. And uh, if you've ever God wondered, damn. if you've ever wondered what we mean by small business tyrants, that is the fucking archetype. You know, I, I read that and like that. I, there is no exaggeration. It I can, I know there's not exaggeration in that story. Yeah. You know, what I, I love mean? the, I like the, um, uh, nobody can sit anymore. We're standing office now. You're supposed to ask if people want to be a standing yeah. office to be fit. Right? Yeah, right. No, and that's what you mean. Like, we're doing a health awareness thing, and uh, we're willing to buy everybody stand-up desks if you want them. You know, who's into it, please, we will do it. But uh, if you got to be in a chair to get to the job done, that's just how it is. Dude, they want people. I, You know what the psychology is for the boss behind that? They want you to look like you're working. Yeah. If you're sitting down, it doesn't look like you're working to them. So they're like, when the customer comes in, we want them to know that everybody in here is working. And if you're sitting down, they just assume that you're like doing what? Like, what are they relaxing? Yeah. You're just chilling out over here. You're not getting work done. They're waiting in the waiting room and they know it's your fault. It's like, God. I had so many look busy bosses that spent so much time, like just even figuring out ways to make the job more uncomfortable so that, so that you looked busy (laughs) to them. Yeah. And the, the being watched on camera is one of the worst. I had a guy, I had a boss that looked over my shoulder the whole time. 
like brazenly? Is that the like like he would stand behind you and look at your computer? Well, no. The office that we worked in, he was facing straight ahead. And if he looked directly to the left, he could see my whole computer screen. Oh, so he would always be looking at what you were up to? Yeah, he could. He would watch and he would monitor what I was doing. Was it set up so he could see everybody's computer screen? No. Well, he just didn't trust you? <laughs> I was the newest guy. Oh, okay. So the new guy has to sit in that chair. He would also, tr- yeah, but he would try to catch the other guy too. But the other guy had been there longer, had his own little tricks and everything. But every now and then... He would, you know, start yelling at him. Get off that safe social media. Get off that fucking Facebook. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing over there on that Facebook? Yeah, he would get mad. You're not working when you're on there. Why do they? Why are they so obsessed with every second of your time? They, I'm they, paying they, for you. They're do, paying for all of it. Yeah. To them. Yeah, that's what they think. I mean, y- your labor is worthless <laughs> to them. I did an interview with some Youngstown newspaper this week about small business tyrants and kind of was talking about how i think that they like uh i i think the thing that i didn't know about that i learned working for small business people is the level of surveillance that i'm hearing about like this was something that didn't happen to me but now that we talk about it on street fight i get message dms and we get letters constantly about the surveillance it's and cheaper it now too i mean any dumbo with uh two hundred dollars can monitor and you know their whole building their yeah. their office yeah and it seems like they're really do- like I, I somebody else sent me a thing earlier in the week that said their office in a, is in a different state as their boss and their boss spends all day watching them on security cameras and then calling them and changing the rules as the fucking day goes, you know, like, I don't like the way you're doing that. Let's do this new monitoring thing. it from a camera <laughs> and then call calling the shots. <laughs> yeah. Getting on the phone and calling the office. Like they, I mean, there's a manager obviously at the office. Sure. Sure. You know, so they call and tell the managers, Oh, I, I see people uh, looking at their phone. That feels like an experiment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I guess like they're like, this is my investment. The thing I talked about a lot on to that newspaper dude was that I kind of felt like a lot of these people just couldn't afford a fucking employee. Like they can't afford an employee. Like they get, they can't afford it. They shouldn't have one. And they just, they get one and they're fucking crazy about squeezing every fucking potential cent yeah. out of that. And every amount of labor for the least amount of cents. And they just spend all their fucking time making those people's lives fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah. I try. I, I mean, we, I, I kind of talk, I, I think about like how to fix that sort of thing. And you're like, how do you even like approach? How do you even See, approach it? Like, but that's the thing, though, is that the 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 issue is though, and this is, I mean, I hate running a small business. Sucks. The money is awful. There's no money in it at all. It costs so goddamn much to get anything done. Um, that, but at the same time, you're also you want to go and run a business and say you 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 know if you do want to afford your employees and pay for all of these things. Amazon is going to undercut you and have the post office deliver the goddamn service to your house. You know, Uh huh. you know, I mean like the prices you can't charge 
people will go ape shit if you charge more money for for a, a hamburger. You know, no one's gonna pay fifteen dollars for a hamburger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Happily. No. No. That's true. They don't want to pay. They want to pay the artificial prices. Yeah. They want to. Yeah. They want to pay the squeeze the most labor out of the employees prices. Yeah. The same way that people don't want to go and get floss from the grocery store. So they get a 14 by 18 by 12 box uh, sent to their house with one fucking piece of one roll of floss in it. Yeah. That's why, man, I, I always like think about that post work. Like once we get past this idea that everybody always has to be fucking working, maybe some of this stuff will cool down a little bit like this like this idea that like hey man if you're not fucking really if you're not like if you don't fit into the workforce then i guess you just gotta go out there and be an entrepreneur and live create a small business you know and it's like people like me or you that washed out of the traditional workforce i mean a part of me is just like if you just if there were projects that needed to be done and you directed me to those projects and had me do them and paid me for it, I'd be just as fucking happy doing that. But I just can't fucking do this. Like the way that things are set oh, yeah. up in the, in the office now. What they expect from you is too much. It doesn't it's work. Too, too much control. We're not the only two people that have washed out. Here's the thing. We're two lucky people that washed out and stumbled onto something pretty cool you know a lot of people wash out and just wash out and are just gone you know and it's like uh like if it was building bridge fuck i know how to run cable guess what if we need to run cable rerun cable lines so that people can get internet let the government fucking call me and be like brian will you run fucking the cable lines that need to get run instead of hiring a company you're talking about the people's government well, the way I'm thinking about it is in like a yeah, like a sort of like a communist sort of way, I guess, is like if something needs to be done, <laughs> they find all of us people who like washed out of whatever that traditional op- I want it fixed for everybody, but some people are never going to slow down. It's just <laughs> I've worked they with too it. many people <laughs> that if you slow it down, that's just like death to them you know well yeah i mean i don't think that uh i don't people aren't don't have jobs because they aren't willing or don't want to chip in or anything like that Uh, yes yeah i I don't dude i wanted to work like i consider what i'm doing now work my work and i i do that but like there was four years there where i really wanted to work but i didn't want to enter into that agreement with some fucking crazy person you know what i mean or some company even like i didn't want to get a job at some company that had these really rigid rules that would fuck with me going to school and being a dad and all of the things that like being a stay at sort of stay at home dad entailed so i didn't want to go part-time work for like ups or something like that because i feel like that would have fucked with just the school and that sort of balance at the time but like i would have worked I didn't mind working. And when I got out of school for that little bit, I didn't mind working. I just feel like I just did. I didn't, I don't fit into the workforce at all. I don't have, maybe I just don't have what it takes to work in the, I'm serious. I'm not being an asshole or I'm not trying to be a smart ass, 
But I honestly, I don't, maybe I just don't have what it takes to last in a regular job, dude. I didn't. I, I yeah. washed out of the, I would say I've had three, I've had three jobs that I did. I've had, yeah, I think one, two, three jobs that I did for more than a year. And I think that is a pretty, like, that is an indictment on how I, there's no place for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I've had probably 30 jobs, but I've only had three of those for longer than one year. Well, you can be a little bit difficult. I can say, I would say that. I think I'm, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm difficult in the <laughs> office, but I, see, but doesn't that mean that I should just, I don't even need to be there, but I do need to be there. If yeah. You have, have to this, live. If I don't have this, I have to be there. Yeah, that's true. And that's where stress and depression and that's where all that stuff comes from is trying to shove everybody into a workplace. So now we have this person who works in an orthodontist office who probably didn't see that who probably did an interview and they said, we're just like family. Yeah. And now they are in a situation that is completely abusive and one sided. But. It comes with money guaranteed on a regular pay schedule. Yes. That's why any you ever stay in these situations. It's like, yeah, but every two weeks I get, you know, $765, you know, whatever it is. Exactly. Well, it's just, it doesn't even matter. I mean, the amount of money is not That's like just, knowing it, but it just, it doesn't even matter how much it is yeah. as long as it's coming every two weeks. Well, that's the thing too. Well, the diff, that's the something I've actually been thinking about as well, because the, uh, about like the pursuit of work in that, um, I really am do I really do not like the selling aspect of this at all. I'm like, I'm becoming really disgruntled with it, but there's no way. I mean, I couldn't have the, now that I have a lifestyle where, like I can go get my car fixed and not sweat about it. I could pay off a payday loan. I'm going to the doctor now and shit with no sweat, like no sweat. Like I'm just go like get tests, pay co-pays, get insurance. Like I feel so blessed right now. And that's only because we've been selling the shit out of all kinds of products. You know, it's just from making money, you know? And it's like, I, I would love to just do comedy, but in order to, uh, to, to do that I had also have a job which I would never be happy with ever like I couldn't wouldn't work I don't I just don't even like I I think people might I challenge it. the top too much I mean I have to be the head I have to be the leader because uh, or I have to be like in charge otherwise I'm just too combative you are your your real problem is that like I mean the story of that job where you went to the boss and you told him how much money he's making and how much money you're making. That is like the biggest fucking no, no <laughs> I've, I've never heard somebody do something so brazen in my life. Like when you told me that you did that, I fucking had a panic attack just thinking about going and doing that to one of my bosses, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you just don't work. It, it, it isn't, like I, uh, like I said, I think there's a lot of people that listen to this show that would say, like, I don't, I don't work because I really think most people don't fit in that. There's a few people that fit in it, and then they force us all to be in it. You know, it's just like you said, they for we sell stuff because it makes us money. 
well, fuck, I'd rather not sell anything and just do the material. But I also need to buy food and fucking Nike sweatpants for my fucking daughter. You know? <laughs> They're always asking for shit. So that is, yeah, that story is fucked up. I hate that they, I, I hate. I feel bad for for his his girlfriend, obviously. And, yeah, those suck. I mean, I tell you, the I, I it's so hard me, to do. How, it's I, I know how it feels in that, like when I worked at that diner that I threw salad dressing on a guy's making eight sixty an hour. I really didn't need the fucking job at all, but I was still scared to get fired or quit. And like that, so it doesn't matter what the other circumstances are. Once you're in that job, you feel like you have to keep it. Most people do. I know that I get really stressed about losing a job or quitting or getting fired. Even if I don't need the fucking job, even if it's a job that I could like, like I said, eight sixty an hour, I can replace that tomorrow. I could go walk almost walk into almost any place and make that amount of money. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's one of those things where you got to get out of there and, um, you know, it's, it sucks. There's nothing else to say besides, you know, you got to find some time to do an interview and find something else to do. But, um, I also know what it's like to, to not being able to handle a gap in income, you know, any sort of, any sort of like, uh, you know, delay in wages. No, I agree. So I saw this ink article that came up and, uh, well, this guy, so the, it's about the work-life balance, Brett. That, okay. That wonderful so thing. So important. That we that we talk about. But you mean like being able to uh, do your work on your phone while you're living your life? Is that the, the balance? You mean that's the new like hot trend, right? <laughs> well, the thing I'm, is- I'm really fucking working right now, and I'm, I'm on, the, on the beach <laughs> having a cerveza. Kicking it. Killing it. <laughs> Rising and grinding it. Yeah. So uh, the, the the headline of this thing, it's on ink.com, I-N-C. So you know uh, it's going to be good. Shit, I thought it was going to be tattoos. <laughs> no. <laughs> you fucking wait. That would just be a like a libertarian screed <laughs> if it was a tattoo website. No, and that's what it would be. I'm self-made. Yeah. I, I have a trade. <laughs> yeah. I fucking... I, I work my ass. I'm an artist. I'm fucking. I'm like a plumber. I'm like a welder. I do something. <laughs> I fucking made this business with my two hands and my tattoo pen. Look, I fucking tattooed made hard on my hands, man. <laughs> I fucking. I'm a libertarian and I'm fucking proud of it. Don't tread on me, okay? I'm a tattoo man. <laughs> Yes, definitely. A lot of the tattoo men I've met here in Ohio. <laughs> All cons- every I I'm not gonna indict every tattoo person. No, dog punk is a cool tattoo person. Is he really? Yeah, does tattoos? Yeah, actual tattoos. Yes, he owns okay. a tattoo studio. Okay, because people that own tattoo studios in Columbus, Ohio, are almost <laughs> exclusively libertarians. Everyone I've met. Has been, I've noticed it enough. I've I've been around it enough that I fucking actually notice it. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, I didn't have shit growing up neither, man. We was just dirt. We were just poor kids like everybody else, man. I made I made something out of it. It's like okay, okay. Well, you know this the the ink going into people's necks and faces and stuff isn't the most necessary <laughs> no, <it's> of things. <laughs> <You're> not- <laughs> 
Contrary people the- do need to remember their papaw in a special way by putting it on their heart, you know, but like it's not going to no one's going to die without it. Listen, if somebody wants to get their block O tattooed on their ankle, they should be able to do it. And I'm glad that you're able to do it. But some people just they don't have access to the stuff that you have maybe he's like i use an autoclave it's a lot like i mean surgery really i'm mess- i'm working with needles and people's skin here okay and i think that you should be able to sell your children if you need money and that i also think that schools should be run by the companies that will be hiring the kids when they get out of the school that's my tattoo guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to do that for like four hours, though. You have to listen to that for four hours. Put that like, man, on a loop for four hours. Put that speech I just gave. You ever go on a deep dive on YouTube, man? <laughs> no. You ever look at the videos about 9-11 on YouTube where it's like... They say some shit. <laughs> they really say some shit. I know you probably think it sounds crazy, and then you're like, I just wish I could just... I just pull want my this. arm out of this situation and leave. You're like an idiot savant with how amazing you can draw, but with how empty your brain is. <laughs> I can't. They fucking learned about Ron Paul. That was about when I noticed it. They like all learned about Ron Paul, and yeah. from then on, it's just been yeah. that. So you know, the guy that did mine was into Ron Paul when he was doing my tattoos, and then absolutely went on the Trump train. Yeah, and even made a meme that said he became a Christian. He fucking made a hour I'm, and a half video that talked about his like confessed his Christianity, and it showed up on my fucking <laughs> Facebook feed, and I was like. <laughs> Uh, Brett, is this that? I think this is your tattoo guy. <laughs> yeah, he went all the way. He, I, uh, did not expect that. I, I um, I guess I should have known, but at the same time, I would just couldn't imagine that, uh, that so many of those people get so caught up in that. Well, I, dude, he, it's not totally your fault because I was. It's just because it, it's Ron white guy. Paul. It's a lot of white guys too. Yeah, it's but all I was also into Ron Paul. It's not a hundred percent. I was into Ron Paul. Yeah, <laughs> but white guys are all. But some of them go one way and others go the other way. Well, I think that when you, yeah, then you the race issue becomes a really big blind spot, and either you notice it or you just keep not looking in that direction. I think is what happens there. That's the the two roads you can take after Ron Paul. Yeah. Cause you look at Ron Paul and you're like this guy, I mean, a lot of guys in the KKK like this stuff too. Like, yeah. Like I think uh, that was one of the things that really fucking affected me. It's like every guy that ever talked to me about Ron Paul at some point, like also explained something about Jews or gay people or something like that, where I would just be like, Oh no, that's, mm, yeah. I don't think this is me. I yeah. Think I miss. I think this is the wrong identity for me. <laughs> this is the wrong ideology for me. I'm going to have to, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on March 9th through 10th, <laughs> thousands of Americans will do the near impossible, put their f- smartphones away and unplug for 24 hours. No, I didn't do that. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> I've never stopped posting. Okay. Uh, 
This National Day of Unplugged invites people to take a breather from technology from sundown today to sundown tomorrow so they can focus on connecting with friends, families, and neighbors in real life. There's no question that we spend entirely too much time on our devices, which can get in the way of our ability to enjoy experiences freely, fully. Our always-on culture makes it challenging to create boundaries. A recent study from Ernst & Young shows that, for instance, that one in three global employees believe it's gotten tougher in recent years to keep a work and life balance. Okay. I would, I mean, listen, I know I signed up for this, but man, it is. I've never found anything harder than like, I can never turn this off and it's wild to me that I can't do Like I yeah, never we have... think of a time to turn this off and I don't know why I don't do it. I, I don't have to turn it. I don't have to do that, but it's, I feel like I can't. Yeah, but we don't have a traditional, but that's because it's all freelancing. Like that's the problem when you get into these freelance situations too, is that, it's, uh, you know, how long are you willing to work, really? You know, like, are you going to, you can do it at 2 a.m. You can do it all day long, you know, and uh, I don't know. So that statistic may sound problematic, but I actually see it as an opportunity to ima- reimagine the way we think about work and life. <laughs> While a 24-hour respite from technology would probably do us all good, the reality is that most of our lives and jobs now requires us to be on much of the time. Yeah. The whole idea of achieving work-life balance today is a bit of a fallacy. <laughs> so Yeah, because you're constantly having notification. You can do something. You can you can message somebody, you can say something to someone. There's always a piece of communication that you can do to advance your work schedule, you know? Yeah. Your work life. So this is the part that like really freaked me out to think about. But uh, and that's okay. We spend so much time thinking about how we can better unplug from work and create clearer boundaries. What if we shifted our thinking from work-life balance to work-life integration? No. So we don't want to move further in that. De- no. What are you we're talking about? Pull back from that is what we're saying. This guy's like, ah, you know, why don't we think about like just making it all a big mishmash? How about you you be living your life, but at the same time you're working? <laughs> yeah. Imagine you're talking to your child. But you're also answering emails. Right. Have you thought about that? You can listen to voicemails in your Bluetooth headset while you make breakfast. Yes. You can. (laughs) While you're reading a story to your kid, you can have CNBC on your phone just on the other side of the kids until they fall asleep. So, yeah, this guy, this shift has been key to my happiness, both professionally and personally, guy that writes well, for a and this, news news website but this article these articles came out years ago and they were like you know we we were doing eight hours a day and then we started letting people work from home and when people work from home they work 10 to 12 hour days you know my yeah. wife is so bad at it my wife puts in so much extra effort mine too because she's not on the clock or because it's you know it's just get the project done and and however much effort you want to put into it and she really you know puts her best into it and it's consumes so much time so here's he's got a few subheaders here to talk about this and the first one says technology makes integration possible the beautiful thing about technology is the way it enables us to do our jobs and live our lives at the same time uh, 
Being able to work from home or anywhere when needed means we can travel more, spend time with the people we love, and easily tend to personal matters. That's not fucking true. Like, none of that's true. Nobody... And plus... Fucking when you talk about traveling and going on vacation, if you have to work while you're at the place, that's not that's not vacation. That's not fun for anybody. Like you're, you, oh, I, oh, I got to travel. I sat in the hotel room for the whole day and didn't they, do anything, and then ordered pizza. It was great. They had a really nice business center where I could answer my emails. It also means we can stay in touch with our family and friends when we're away from work. FaceTime changed my life because it truly makes me feel like I can be with uh, my family when I'm traveling for work. This is delusional. (laughs) That was delusional. This guy is not long for a family if he thinks that's the acceptable. (laughs) Oh, no, I can now I can see him. Oh, I see you. Yep. I'm going to stay at work. I'm going to stay at work. I'm just going to work through dinner this time. You know, let me see dinner. Oh, Stouffer's mac and cheese again. Oh, great. Great. Great, honey. You can watch your kid and your wife's heads on a screen for a half hour every night. Why would you need to be home? What the hell? We have segues mounted with tablets with my children's faces. They walk around all the office the entire night that I'm here. Sometimes I sleep over. I just have the, the, the wife bot lay in the bed with me. The wife bot. They, have, they, they like, you get the job, you bring your wife in, they custom craft a pillow that's exactly like her. A body pillow? <laughs> yeah. Just the wife body pillow. And it's like, ah, oh, see, you know, I can't be with my wife. but Yeah, just snug on this. I'll get that. One of the benefits of this job is they give my wife a me pillow. So it's kind of yeah. one of those things. Nobody's really signing anything. Signing bonus. And as one of, part of our signing bonus, we will craft custom made body pillows for you and your husband. <laughs> I don't like, I don't, I, this guy is, I mean. And he got the wrong message. <laughs> he, did. Like, he did living the life at work, Brett. On the flip side. Work-life integration also means creating workspaces that promote health, happiness, and freedom. So you can work out there? So like, Maybe that's what he's saying? I mean, like, I see the So way- that's like you can watch a movie in the middle of the day? Yeah. No, this is my life now. <laughs> I'm doing life. I'm not doing work right now. I'm doing life. So I'm just going to watch Scream 3 in the break room. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I know for a fact that my dad's like such a nerdlinger that like when he's on the clock, he like makes sure that he's in the room, in the chair, in front of the computer, and he like doesn't leave and like doesn't do anything extra. He's like, I know today I work from eight to five. Yeah. And I will be at my desk. I will take a one hour lunch and then I will go back to my desk and sit down. Okay. (laughs) Stickler. And my wife. That's good, though. I, I kind of want that. You do? <laughs> yeah, I really do need some sort. I would like to, at this point, just go do this for eight hours a day and then be fucking done with it. Me too. Me too. That's the office, baby. The office is happening. And we're going to be we're gonna be able to not be doing this <laughs> at some point. It's going to fucking kick ass. Uh, so on the flip side, so this is part of the reason why we're seeing so many companies follow Google and Facebook's lead and invest in spaces and experiences that allow employees to enrich their lives while they're at the office. This is not rock climbing wall. This is, this is also not something that's 
all that we close to happening anywhere. The only thing that's happening here is the Red Bull truck is coming during lunch to give free Red Bulls out. That's maybe <laughs> they'll put a food truck. They'll they'll hire to the paddy wagon food truck to come out and do some arrest burgers or whatever they call right. them. That's a tasteless thing now. Like it's like I would. I would try to distance myself from the police if I was running a burger truck. Yeah. Just letting you know, Paddy Wagon. I'm just telling you. It's just, um, it's P-A-T-T-Y. It's not the racist kind of Paddy. You know, it's a play on the racist. It's not really racist. This is fucking Irish people. <laughs> they were slaves once, but we passed that now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, you just lost all of our white pride listeners. <laughs> From on-site barbers to extra... Cr- See, an on-site barber to me is dystopian. For what? At work. I'm at work. Oh, I'm God. i my fucking haircut at work. Oh, I fucking don't have time to get my haircut anymore. And <laughs> like, I'll just run down to the on-site barber and get... I'll get all taken care of. And then I don't have to go to that pesky barber shop no more. Saves me time. This guy just wants... He's just like... Work should be like and then you everything you do. Don't get caught telling a dirty joke to the barber. You know, your boss is in there listening. Don't say that your boss is a shithead to the barber. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of barbers just listening to dudes be like, my boss fucking sucks. Man. Yeah. I guess that's bartenders more than barbers. Barbers probably get a lot of like wife, basketball, wife football you know what i mean they probably yeah. mostly in ohio it's all buckeye so every time i went to the barber the old guy barber that i went to they'd be like oh, what do you think the blue jackets are doing and then the other guy would be like i don't know it's looking pretty good <laughs> yeah I'm like, this is great conversations for, what y'all do for eight hours every a day? day every day um um they they uh they'll have extra they have yoga studios to rooftop patios complete with grills. These types of perks are indicative of a new norm where employees are encouraged this is not, to bring their full selves to work. That this is, not in, this is in movies. Yes, this, this is I, in Kristen Bell movies. This none of this stuff has ever happened to anybody I know. Like my wife, we had a ping pong table in this disgusting office I used to work in. That had so many fucking health code violations, I'm sure. Were you allowed to play? When were you yeah. allowed to play ping pong? Whenever you wanted. You were allowed to take a break if you wanted to play some ping pong. Oh, you guys want to go over there and play yeah. some pong, man? Let's pong it out. Let's pong it down, dudes. Let's get in here and pong it down. Pong yeah. it up, pong it down. This type of culture helps promote freedom. Happy. It doesn't promote freedom. It means you're tied to the goddamn job yeah. all the time. God damn. This guy saying this stuff is driving me crazy because then there's all these people going into work at like fucking Sam's Club tomorrow. <laughs> I know. They're like, oh, I thought we were going to get a slide. Yeah. yeah, they're getting like minimum wage and fucking they're going to close the break room next week. <laughs> like, their, their boss just told them they all lost microwave privileges. <laughs> yeah, somebody fucking uh, yes, they lost microwave. <laughs> you can't, you can't put metal. You can't put the aluminum foil in a microwave, and uh, somebody did. So we we're we're now a cold lunch facility <laughs> at this Sam's Club. This guy's so fun. When and these guys write these things. And people post them online and they're like, oh, this oh, is I know. very interesting. Ooh. I've been looking at this. This is very cool. What if, I, like, what if I took some sales calls and then practiced my guitar? <laughs> and had like a work-life integration. 
That would seems like they would flow so nicely together. You know? I mean, if you're at Practice work, my hacky sack and then go to a meeting. If you're at work, you're not there. You know? Like, if you're, not, if you're at your job and you're at, like, you come over to my house for a game night. Uh-huh. It's us and our wives and we're playing this really get great game. But you're also getting some things done with Greg at the office. Yeah. While we're playing that game. Sure. You're not really playing a game with us. You're not, like, really... You're not all there. You're you're integrated into our lives. Sure. But you're not fully integrated because you're integrated also into the office. You're half, bringing you're your, half integrated. Yeah, you're bringing your full self only to... You're only bringing half of yourself to both places. And sure. And probably they would prefer if three quarters of yourself was doing the work. Yeah. And it's like you can fucking play settlers of Catan, like with only 25% of yourself. You know, what are these guys talking about anyway? Who yeah. Shit. I'm fucking, we got to get these spreadsheets done, Greg. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, and you're like, I, I'm not in my computer right now. And they're like, well, I, it would be really convenient if you could get there, you know, or, or uh, message me as soon as you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry go ahead I think it's important to, I mean basically this guy's message is like don't waste energy trying to build a wall between your life and your work yeah just let it happen I mean but if your work but, sucks and if your boss is looking <laughs> over your shoulder to see if you're like messaging people on Facebook and you're going to get punished for it it's hard to do that yeah and you need to build a wall you need to be fully there for the people in your life Nobody at the job is your family, you know, nobody there. No, I mean, you may have friends at work or whatever, but like that's, you need to build a wall between your home and work or you'll go fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, you need to, we don't, I mean, first of all, we're, we only get what? 16 waking hours. Half of it goes to that. Doesn't include transportation or lunches. We only get a solid couple hours a day for ourselves. You know, you got to take those. I had panic attacks, dude, thinking about work when I wasn't at work. Like hearing somebody say, in, integrate your life with your work. When you're a person who would like, when I worked an eight hour job, I went home and all I fucking thought about was work. I couldn't get it out of my mind. All I could think about was how much trouble I was going to get into at work or what was going to happen at work the next day. Yeah. Like the last thing, the last thing I need, the last advice I ever need is to integrate more of it into my life. I need to be able to build a firewall. It seems so wild to me that like anybody would even float the idea of just integrating the whole time. I can't even do that with this job. No, that's the worst part about this is I, um, I, I, I wake up every day and like swing wildly back and forth between, um, you know, at home duties and work and, you know, being like trying to relax, trying to sit down and do something, but also looking like a gigantic pile of zines that need to get stuffed or something and being like, I really shouldn't be watching this movie. And it's like, but it's midnight <laughs> on fucking Tuesday. You can watch a movie, you know, and it's like, yeah. I probably should be working, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do with everything and I, I would never suggest to integrating your work into your life. No, it's, but you need, it needs to be, job, it need to be focused. I mean, break it up to, yeah. And he's, I don't know. I guess if there, we, I mean, we definitely have to rethink it, but that's just not what's happening. It's not like we get to discuss this with that. It's not like we get to rethink work. It's just a stupid 
fluff piece on the internet that this some guy is talking about that has no real world no, basis. He can't he can't have worked? He thinks that these like he he goes to an office where they have like a basketball court yeah. inside the office and like when you make a sale or whatever when you finish a piece you get to shoot a basket yeah. or something <laughs> like like that I mean if there's an on-site barber and there's fucking yoga and like free food and like all this stuff at work then you're not getting the authentic American of work experience well actually you know Wegman's grocery store does that. I read about them. They they have uh, yoga classes that they brought. They do every single week that the employees can do. Well, that's cool. I mean, some places do some of the stuff. I I do think so, but I think most places aren't having like big corporations tend to do stuff like that. But like I, I was just thinking of. I was trying to think if I couldn't think of a. That was the best example I can think of now. But this onside barber's got. I, I feel like barber. that one would blow you away. I would be the nice. Barber, your work hired. I know. <laughs> they don't have the best choice. All right, man, we did it. We're done. Basement show. That's the show. In the can baby. Thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. If you want even more of what we do, well, we take calls every single Sunday. Yeah, Lindsay this Sunday. Linzetta? Maybe if your this show comes out this week, we have Linzetta on Sunday night. Okay. I didn't know she was going to be in town. Oh, Lindsay Martin. Uh, she's been on some of our live shows, uh, the Holiday Bash and our Chicago show. Uh, she's called in even. She will be taking calls with us this week, 11 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, the number is 614-412-5252. Uh, it will be a good one. If you want bonus shows, Brian and I talking to people. Um, I just put one out. Brian talked to Alex Worldwide Keller pro wrestler and Cleveland punk extraordinaire, the tower skin on Twitter. Uh, Brian did a almost two hours with him, I think. And it was a really good third show. So if you want bonus content from street fight, go to patreoncom P A T R E O N.com slash street fight radio for $1 a month. You can get access to the bonus show feed for $3 a month, you can read a digital copy of our zine with exclusive writing from Brian, uh, sometimes artwork from me, and lots of really cool articles from Street Fight listeners and friends. Uh, the other way we also make money is if you go to our store, store.streetfightradio.com. We sell some of our favorite natural cures and um, botanicals. We've got Kratom packets in the store right now. I have a bunch of extra ones, so now I'm offering them $10, 20 grams of Kratom, uh, store.streetfightradio.com. We also have CBD. It's this wonderful chemical from marijuana that goes lovely with THC. It'll change the way that you get high. Give it a shot by going to store.streetfightradio.com. You can find us on social media. It's at StreetFightWCRS on Facebook, Snapchat, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Brian's at MurderBrian on Twitter. I'm at Brett Payne on the on the uh, social networks. We will see you later this week for Street Fight. Peace. Fifty minutes, man. You better start dead. Cause you a cry.